I want to talk about um, the specifics um, to this particular subject. Uh, we just read the text. If I can get you to glance over it, you'll follow me very well. Um, these are specific subjects of the scriptures. In verse 1, and, and I'm defining them as it relates to what we desire for you to embrace from it. Say amen. amen. In the first verse, it says, let brotherly love continue. The love there that I want you to think about here is agape. Agape is an unconditional love, and that's the love that God has for us, and that's the love we want to live out in our lives. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, just because I'm not screaming and hollering at you, <laughs> you know, you don't have to be so quiet. Or you <laughs> <laughs> when you jump down to verse 16, I want you to see how well this follows. When you jump down to verse 16, it says, do good. Does everybody see that in the middle of the sentence? It says what? Do good. Say that again. I want you to hold on to that, highlight that in your heart. The next thing you see that it says, uh, it says that, it says do good, and then it says, at the end of the sentences, it says pleasing to God. Everybody see that? Mm -hmm. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says that um, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So when you think about pleasing God, when you think about what? God. And so many of us grovel over, you know, am I doing what God is pleased with or whatever. When you do things by faith, he's well pleased. So pleasing God is what? Faith. Is what? Read the board there. Is what? Okay. Then it says this in the text. It says obey your what? Today, I want you to concentrate over the thought that it's pastor's appreciation. Amen? Uh, more importantly, specifically, Pastor Jeremy, Pastor Holly, Pastor Nathan, Pastor Lawrence. And everybody said amen. amen. Pastor, I see that you are attempting to do that one thing you do. Um, I'm going to ask of you, especially today, would you please just allow it? Amen? Praise God. It says obey your what? There we go. Good job. And it says, submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls, and it goes on. We just see that it's loving. So, so look what the next thing it says down in verse 18. It says, pray for us. Because the scriptures here says pray, everybody say pray. pray. It's one of our values, right? I mean, here it is in the scriptures, and so it says pray. And if it says pray, then we want to everyone what? Pray. Everyone what? Pray. Praise God. On the screen it says the God of peace. Let's take a look now down at verse 20. Now may the God of, look on the screen, this God of peace ultimately is the God of shalom. He's the God of what? Shalom. He's the God of what? Shalom. Nothing broken, nothing missing, nothing lacking, full of prosperity. Somebody say amen. amen. When we talk about peace, we're talking about shalom. shalom. Shalom in every home. Shalom in every job. Wait a minute, let me catch some of y'all. Shalom in every bank institution where our members are. Did you notice that you had a louder amen on bank institutions than you did even on your own homes? Did you notice that? 
you are playing around in my DMs. I know what it is. I'm not screaming, right? <laughs> what's going on here. Uh, we want to uh, say, uh, let's go back to verse uh, 20. It said, the God of peace who brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus. Everybody see that? Amen. On the screen it says, back to life. Back to life is resurrection. In our personal lives, we could say that that's reviving because how many know, though you have not died in the flesh, sometimes we feel like we're in a deadly situation. I mean, you know, we feel dead in certain areas of our life. You might be really alive in some areas, but really kind of dead and vacant and empty in others. All right, I'm preaching. <laughs> you know, I like. Our Lord Jesus, our, our, it says, our Hallelujah. Lord, it says, our Lord Jesus. Our what? Our. Look what he's called here, the great shepherd of the sheep. How many know there's a connotation here that first it starts with Lord, Jesus, and then it puts great shepherd after it? I don't think you understand what I'm saying. In other words, Jesus ought to be Lord in our lives because he's the great shepherd. And a great shepherd, when you find him to be the great shepherd and you follow him by faith, he should be Lord. Let me understand, when Jesus is Lord and great shepherd, the shepherd of the sheep is going to always care for the sheep. Somebody say amen. How many know you could actually dwindle and like scurry away from the way? And he will flock the 99 together so that they can take care of each other. And he'll come looking for you on his own. Somebody say amen. I really didn't take a really good look who was in town. A woman of God from very distant man places has taught me a lot. That's sister doctor, another sister doctor, amen. <laughs> and, uh, but um, I, just, I just want you to know that uh, the great shepherd wants to be leader and Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. Look at this. It says the blood. You got to catch that whole sentence. It says by the blood. By the what? Blood. By the what? Blood. Look on the screen. The blood is what? The blood is what? Power. The blood is what? Power. First Corinthians chapter 2 says, to the natural, things are natural Amen. and not to be understood. But to those that are spiritual, they understand all things. Amen. Everybody with me? So to me, just throwing this out. If I was a church-going believer and they start talking about the blood of Jesus, the blood is against you, you know, and I plead the blood and, oh, the blood, oh, the blood, oh, Jesus, you know. <laughs> Suppose that happens, but you don't get it, right? Come on, Chief. Suppose you don't get that because it's like, first of all, Jesus' blood, like what? I mean, that was like thousands of years ago. Hunt, you know, how is that applicable today? How is that going to fix my problem today? Y'all got it? Amen. Say by faith. Say by faith. Hallelujah. <laughs> you see, the scriptures talk about things like this. Without the shedding of blood, 
there can be no forgiveness of sin. So if you don't necessarily accept Jesus shedding blood, he gave up his blood and his blood was life. Then you miss the point that he shed blood so that 2000 years today, when I do wrong, I can be forgiven. And if Jesus shed blood for you then so you can be forgiven today, then you need to forgive yourself, too. says that the blood in Leviticus that blood is the life of the flesh who has their communion can I see the communion later today we're going to take the communion and oh man that's a whole good teaching anyway later today we're going to take this juice and some of y'all are excited because you all think that's an appetizer amen (laughs) 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 you know uh, but the issue is good to see you Brandon but but the beauty of this is that By faith. By what? By faith, the blood, this juice is transformed, not just a symbol, but it's transformed in the intaking of the blood that was shed. And because the blood is the life, is the what? The life of the flesh, then you get to have life in your flesh. Somebody say amen. amen. So let's not allow his blood to be shed in vain. then says everything good look at that scripture there back to Hebrews chapter 13 Hebrews 13 and uh, take a look at uh, it says by the blood of eternal covenant that's the teaching equip you with every good thing so we're going to be equipped with every what To do his will. You got to catch that whole verse too. So it says, we've been equipped by every good thing. We've been equipped by every what? Say, I have have a good thing. thing. That you, so for what though? Like, right, AJ, AJ, stay with me, bro. So that, listen, so that every good thing to do his will. And all of us want to do his will. But we think we have to do it in our own strength, but we've been equipped with every good thing. So God equipped us with every good thing to do his will. And how has that happened? It's working in us so that we might please in his sight. And if we're pleasing him, then we are doing it by doing it by through Jesus Christ, to whom glory forever and ever. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Can I get you to see, go down to this is really a good part right here. Verse 22. In verse 22, it says, uh, I really, <laughs> it's so interesting that I was on this passage. But anyway, it says this, for I have written to you briefly. He says, for I have written to you what? Briefly. Today is an intent that I'm really trying to share a brief message. <laughs> Amen. I'm, be, I'm serious. It's a gift. 
Say brief. Brief. Then it says, greet leaders and greet the saints. Somebody say amen. Amen. Go to the next thing, if you will. So that's teaching. But today, I want to share only one message. I pray that we have walked through the scriptures so that to those that want to make sure we're speaking about those things that are scriptural and um, good teaching, I pray that we've opened up the word of God and we've received from the eternal word of truth. Somebody say amen. Amen. But I want to concentrate for the next few minutes on one message. On what? Go to the next screen, if you will. I'm just going to read this so that you can get as much as you can out of that particular text. Um, If you'll follow me, Sister Carly, that'd be so wonderful. This is from the Passion Translation. So this is kind of summarizing what we just talked about. Think about the points we made. So we should see those points in in this passage, all right? All right? No matter what, make room in your heart to love every believer. We will show mercy to the poor and not miss an opportunity to do acts of kindness for others. For these are the true sacrifice that delight God's heart. Obey your spiritual leaders and recognize their authority, for they keep watch over your soul without resting, since they will have to give an account to God for their work. So it will benefit you when you make their work a pleasure and not a heavy burden. And keep praying for us that we continue to live with a clear conscience. For we desire to live honorably in all that we do. And I especially ask you to pray that God would send me back to you very soon. Now may the God who brought us peace by raising from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ so that he would be the great shepherd of his flock. And by the power of the blood of the eternal covenant, may he work perfection into every part of you, giving you all that you need to fulfill your destiny. Somebody say amen. Amen. And may he express through you all that is excellent and pleasing to him through your life union with Jesus, the anointed one, who is to receive all glory forever. Amen. Amen. My dear brothers and sisters, I urge you, To let your spirits flow. Let your spirits what? Flow. Through this message of love that I've written to you in these few words. I want you to know that our brother Timothy is free again. And as soon as he arrives here, we'll come together to see you. We extend our greetings to all your leaders and all the holy believers. The Italian believers also send their greetings. Now, may God's wonderful grace be poured out upon you all. Amen. Amen. Let's thank God for the word of God one more time. Let's thank God for the word of God one more time. Go to the next screen. Welcome to BCC. Say that with me. Welcome to BCC. Next screen. Here is today's thesis. I pray that everyone that is in children's church, leaders, those that are at home, those that have gone to be with the holy days of thankfulness this week, 
pray that people will watch this particular message. I believe it's that helpful. Here's the thesis. Supernatural and spirit-filled Christianity is not realized in a cast classroom only, but lived out in a laboratory of life. Amen. Would you read that with me? Ready, set, read. Oops. Ready, set, read. Supernatural and spirit-filled Christianity is not realized in a classroom only, but lived out in a laboratory of life. Somebody say amen. amen. I don't think I have any screens that indicate this, so let me kind of, or maybe I do. Let's go to the next one. Here are the helps to the thesis. Y'all like that thesis? Helps to the thesis. Christianity is not learned in a library and lectures alone. There is something helpful in them, so hear it and hunger God. But rather it's discovered in your divine destiny by diligently seeking Jesus in the laboratory of life. Say amen. In other words, by experimenting and trying, is and by faith, experimenting and trying is by what? Faith. Is by what? Faith. Is by faith. More specifically, by doing. Uh-oh, is this legalism? No. It's by doing what you read, hear, hunger, hope, and believe. It's by doing what you read, hear, and hunger, and hope, and believe. It's by doing what you read, hear, hunger, hope, and believe. It's done by reading, hearing, hoping, what? Hungering and believing. It's the way, it's a way Christianity does work. In other words, not works, but does work. Let me tell you why I'm saying this. Because we, we've got this thing, like, it, you know, I'm trying to help everyone. <laughs> but if you are doing really well in your faith and everything, then just help say amen for the people that this is for. Praise God. Because we're trying to communicate in a way that helps everyone in the room and by everybody that watches online. Everybody with me? Okay. So what I'm saying is this, and this one message is this. Instead of you saying your faith is failing or you're not living it right or you keep doing the same old thing and it's not working or, you know, you're even dealing with church things and, you know, the lecturer <laughs> is not helping you, then I it's not the lecture that's going to help you. It's actually by finding and hearing something in it and then having that and then hungering that. And when you hunger that, then you have a hope that I can have that too. And when you hope that I can have that too, then you say, you know what? I'm going to try that. I'm going to step out on that with God. And when I step out with that on God, then God fulfills that which you just tried to do by faith. 
and when it becomes fruitful, then your faith increases and grows because of your doing, of you seeing God is faithful to fulfill that which you stepped out on to do it by faith. Somebody say amen. Instead of you believing that it does, let's go further. Let's say you have a struggle with something. You read and you receive on a day, wow, I don't have to struggle anymore. You should hunger that. But you've got to kind of fight against the, but I failed so many times. But you didn't fail the next time because you don't have the next time yet. So therefore, you've got a brand new word from God, and now you have a hope that, you know what, God will fulfill that, so let me go ahead and try it. Here's the key. You will never know unless you try. Selah. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Look them in their eyes, right? Say, neighbor. You will never know. You'll never learn unless you try. Say amen. Go to the next screen. Got one message, Brother Jude. Got one message. My hope is to, to teach it well. About last year, um, when I was when I was with Luke, um, you all know some of you all knows he's in basketball a lot. He was an assistant coach last year of these absolute all division. You know, when they graduate, this typically the team all goes to D one schools, the Division one schools. So they have these students who are the top of the nation in their class, and uh, you know this. What they're supposed to do is, you know, when they play so many s games in succession and all those kinds of things, they're supposed to take uh, what is called an ice bath. And the ice bath helps their muscles, right? So even actually when you go from heat and, you know, is that right, you all used to do that, uh, Brother Mason? You know, you take an ice bath because it helps your muscles. And then you go from ice maybe sometimes into heat and then heat back into to ice. And it stretches and it helps your muscles. And... Uh, and and they they had this young man. I think he was gonna be going to LSU. So he like probably is on the team like right now. And uh, and and you know they're you know they're you know young people, young adults and stuff. You know and so they they don't like taking ice baths. <laughs> <laughs> and so they the coaches and stuff was razzing this guy. You know you want to play tonight? You know you want to play? You know you got to go take him over the coach. So now y'all about to call in on them. That sounds like abuse. <laughs> Just stop. Just don't don't do that. <laughs> These children is making more money than us. <laughs> so this, stay with me here. And uh, and so they say they they'll talk to each other. And say, man, don't that coach down at LSU? You know, I think he make them take. That's what you heard. They write so and so. You know, they take they take ice baths. You want to take them next year? You know. But how many know that's sti still hard? Yeah. Right? Everybody with me? Yeah. So that's the first time I got introduced on a kind of a one-on-one -on -one level with it. 
Then the next thing is, oh, last month or so, I was with kind of a high-level you know, athlete, and and uh, they got a phone call from another guy, and and uh, they said, and he said, man, I'm having a hard time, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get this organization that we're with, you know, trying to, what is it going to do to help me, you know, and one said to the other, he says, man, you got to tell the coach to get you some ice baths. Y'all got to get that equipment in there. Y'all got to get them co- those ice baths in there, you know, if you want to do better with your body and take care of your body. And so this is the second time I had heard about this ice bath, and, and so it just became something that, you know, you just kind of have in your back of the mind. Now, I want to be very clear. I don't like anything cold. Let me be true. <laughs> <laughs> You need to understand <laughs> how I go to sleep, okay? <laughs> Heads covered, <laughs> turtleneck-like thing, you know? Shirt tucked in, you know what I'm saying? That's over the other shirt that's <laughs> coming over. I have socks on, <laughs> are you with me? No, not just on, but covering up the pants, you know? <laughs> because you understand, Let's make sure you're clear. I don't like super cold. Everybody with me? <laughs> All right. I'll talk about that one in just a second. Twice, I gave you two stories. I'm going to talk about one later. Go ahead. Next screen, if you will. Thesis. Supernatural and spirit-filled Christianity, Christianity is not realized in a... So the only is for those that are saying, you know, you, you know, you got to read. You know, I just said you have to read. You, you know, you got to have people that minister the word of God to you. It's true. But I'm concerned about those. Let me give you an example. We preached a message a few weeks ago called Pray in Tongues. Amen? And some people took their chairs, and as soon as I said pray in tongues, they scooped their chairs back. Are you with me? Amen? And I just want to share that here's the key. The message about praying in tongues, because I want to speak to everybody and those online. You know, it's been highly watched on YouTube already. The issue is, when I say pray in tongues, <laughs> we're not necessarily asking if I preach the message right. Got quiet. Didn't matter if we didn't get to all the scriptures, all that. Are you with me? I know, I know we want to evaluate that. But the purpose is to encourage you, if you want to develop more prayer, perhaps you should be praying in tongues. Do you see the difference? If, if you hope and hunger more of God, then here's something you can have. It's for everyone. Instead of you being talked out of it, we're just trying to talk you into it. Everybody with me? I'm preaching better than you're saying right now. All right, let's see where this goes. But it's only lived out. It's only what? In the laboratory of what? Okay, go next screen. Some more scriptures. James chapter 1, starting at verse 22. You don't have to turn there, it's on the screen. We're going to read from verses 22 to 26. But be doers of the word. Be what? Of the? Be doers of the? And not? Do y'all see what that next word is? Deceiving yourselves. Some of you come from some fabulous teachers. Some of us have sat under incredible ministers, book writers, authors, 
those that have seen people raised from the dead or heal the sick. We have been in worship sessions where the power and the fulfillment of God has fallen. And, and how many know we can't live in the past? <laughs> I think those are beautiful. We want a personal history with Jesus and with God. But the key here is that Jesus wants us to not just hear the word of God or remember, you know, I graduated from kinder, from, from children's church kindergarten. <laughs> we, Jesus wants us to be living a thriving, reviving life where you are right now. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. So the point here is it says, if we are just hearers but not doing the word, we become deceivers of ourselves. Can I, can I share with you what I think a deceiver sounds like? This don't work. Right? This don't work. You could have, you know what, some of us are saying things like we're growing out of things. Okay. But whatever you grow into ought to be fulfilling. See, if you're still unhappy, if you're still, you know, having difficulties, then, you know, I think it's still going to come back to, your hunger and your living and your doing in the word. In the what? It says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Next scripture. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and what? That's, that's an active word, and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, because out of the tongue, the mouth, out of the heart, the mouth speaks, he deceives his own heart. This one's religion is what? Useless. Next, please. Here's some Christ truths and testimonies to this one message. There are some things. Here's like the whole message is based on this one. This is the one message. There are some things, spiritual, supernatural, and spirit-filled, that cannot be learned or lived from a classroom. Yes, but Jesus encountered by doing and experimenting in the lab of life. Can I get at least everybody to say amen? amen. Praise God. Say one message. one message. So here's one that happened twice for the lesson. This uh, past week, I had an opportunity to be with someone that uh, had access to a ice bath. And I have absolutely, completely no intention <laughs> of doing that. <laughs> but something happened really good. And that is this. The person was just talking about the ice bath, talking about what it does, talking about what it's for, talking about how it works, talking about how it functions, the good of it and things like that. And so I heard it. I hoped 
from it. I began to have a little hunger for it. And then I believed that I could do it. I believed I could do something that I could not do. They slipped away, and I slipped on some shorts. <laughs> I had no clothes. I had to borrow those. I put them all in this bathroom. I came out, and I said, I said look, can you take the cover off this? And, uh, I want to I do this. And they were supportive. They took it off, and, and they kept coaching. They kept coaching. They kept talking about different things. And I'm listening. And how many understand? Everything that they were saying, they were coaching. Let me, no, y'all don't get it. They were leading. <laughs> they were shepherding. They were pastoring the knowledge about how it works, what it's for, what you do with it. Are you with me? I mean, I conceptualized it. Does anybody understand this? So I tried to get in. I, I got my legs in. And I, you're supposed to bend down. And I tried to bend down. And I could not, like, put myself, I couldn't put the rest of my torso in it. <laughs> right? I, I mean, I couldn't. I mean, I, I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and then I got up and I stepped out. So I failed. So I what? Failed. I did what? Failed. You see, it's right here that many of us in supernatural, spirit-filled, spiritual Christianity, where we stop. Huh? I just, I, I can't. And then we walk away and say, it doesn't work. So I came back. Came back, went over to the tub, and I said, he only had half the tub off. I said, can you take the whole thing off? Took the whole thing off. I said, I got to figure out how to do this. I understand it takes experimenting. So I went a different way. I, I, the first time I tried to sit in, I couldn't do it. This time I turned around. And I, I just Stood above it. <laughs> this is very important for the story. The goal, the what? Goal. Was to get in. And if I get in, I would have, I'm talking spiritual terms, I would have fulfilled it by faith. Yeah. Everybody with me? Because yeah. I would have done what I, okay, so. <sighs> Poosh. Whole body, head and all. Swoosh. Get back up. Step out. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> said amen. amen. It's not the end of the story. I went in and Got warmed up, dried off. I go back into the bathroom. But the person was still coaching along the way. 
not like trying to get me to do anything, but he said this. He says, yeah, you know, that, man, that was wonderful. That was great. You know, oh, man. He said, yeah, he said, man, what, one of the things that people try to do is, you know, if they can just make it to 20 seconds, you know. <laughs> he says, you know, what, the, what you do is, uh, you know, ice bath is really like a minute or two, but, you know, if people just can make it to 20 seconds, you know, they can really, you know. I was like, oh, that's great for them. <laughs> <laughs> I've already fulfilled my goal. <laughs> I was in it. Are you with me? I'm in the bathroom now. I'm putting on my clothes. Are y'all with me? And they were talking about breath. He said, you know, you really got to have to work with your breath. So the reason people are able to stay is because you have to learn how to make use of your breath, your breathing. So I'm in the bathroom. I'm putting my clothes on. I'm done. And I just sensed that some just inside of me said, so you're not going to go 20 seconds. How do you know my clothes are on? <laughs> Have you ever been so far in Christ, but you want more? Amen. Have you ever, like, prayed and seek answers, and, and you're thankful to Jesus, and you say, God, I'll give you my life. I'll live for you the rest of my life. God, you saved me from darkness. You gave me an opportunity. I once was lost. Now I'm found. Thank you. I'll live for you forevermore. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your forgiveness. I'll be at church. I'll do everything that Jesus would tell me to. But see, there's some of us that just want more. There's some of us that really, you know, that's good, but you know what? If I kicked it for the devil, for the devil I, I, I could surely kick it for Christ more. <laughs> I took my clothes back off, put those shorts back on, walked back out. I said, please, would you uncover this again? I'm going to do 20 seconds, you know. I just jumped up, and did the little push-up thing again. I plunged down inside of there, kept my head up. And he had a timer going. He says, there it is. You get, that's five seconds. You know, that's 10 seconds. But around 11 seconds, he said this thought, because I was, I was, he said I wasn't even breathing. But he says, he said, I said, breathe. And I heard, he said breathe, but I heard in my heart, you can stay. And I stayed there. And he said, oh, that's 18 seconds. That's 20 seconds. Oh, I pushed up off the 20. He said, that was 23 seconds. Somebody say. Here's the deception. You think I'm telling you a story about an ice bath. I'm not. I'm in tears. <laughs> and I say to this young man, I said, I said, see, I heard you talk about breathing. I heard you talk about all these good attributes that it will do and good for me and good for the mind and shocking to the body, good for the muscles, loosened you. I, I heard all of that. But something you don't learn unless you do it yourself. You see, some of you are hearing all these supernatural things and testimonies of Jesus and what God can do and he healed this and he healed. And, and, and it sounds good, but you're mad and upset because 
for you it doesn't work, but it takes for you to not try to do it in a library, reading every book you can to do it right because that was the right message and the right way to do it. God's not concerned about you getting every right lecture and every great speaker because after the speaking is done, after all the reading is done, it's still going to be left up to you to go out and live it in this life. Turn back to him three times. There are some things. <laughs> that whole breath thing, and he was talking all softly and nice and giving these stories, didn't mean a thing when you're in that ice. <laughs> Until you actually <gasps> breathe yourself. Somebody say amen. amen. Go to the next slide. Here's educational support for those who need that. You can look at the article yourself by a gentleman by the name of Leon Ho. What is learning by doing and why is it effective? And this is so true. It is more engaging and more memorable. It is more personal. When you hear these great testimonies of people, that's their testimony. Jesus wants you to make your testimony. It is a community connected. Notice I said there was somebody there helping. Notice it is more integrated into people's lives. In other words, when you learn it for yourself, you're more willing to go do it yourself. It builds success skills. Here's the big one to young people, older people especially. Listen, you see when now, <laughs> this is crazy, right? But now I feel more confident that I can do it again. I feel like, oh, man, bring it on. Bring, where the ice bath at? Where the ice bath at? See, you're ready to tell any devil, I will cast you out in a minute. <laughs> Somebody say amen. amen. Go to the next screen. Read the thesis, ready, set, read. Supernatural and spirit-filled Christianity is not realized in a classroom only, but lived out in a laboratory of life. Somebody say amen. amen. Testimony number one. The other day, or a couple of months ago, I was in a collision auto um, um, workplace. There's a gentleman that I saw there and know him from many years ago. And, you know, he said hello. He, I said hello to him. Start talking to the personnel. And, uh, and when he got quiet, he got my attention. He says, hey, pastor. He says, uh, I just want to say thank you. I don't even know what he's talking about. I said, well, what, you know, what you talking about? You know. He said, you know, you remember when we was in Hy-Vee and he said, when you prayed for me. I said, I do remember that. We was over in the frozen food section. <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah. He said, you prayed for me to receive a heart. I remember when he caught me in high V, he said that uh, I don't know how long I'll have to live because my heart has failed and if I don't, I'm not in line to have a transplant and I don't know what's going to happen. And he was really broken up. The gentleman has 
a lot of money and things like that. How many know there's things that money cannot take? We prayed for what he had asked for right then and there. And he said, Pastor, that week that you prayed, my heart came in. He believes he's living because of that. Has no testimony about me. But you've got to believe. You've got to hunger. You've got to have a hope that our God can do impossible. Somebody say amen. amen. This recent week, a childlike faith. Childlike what? Faith. Story is told from what I understand is that the child was at school having a deep stomach pain. They called the parents. Parents come, pick them up, take them to the hospital, to the ER. They look and they do all kinds of scans and everything, and they realize that this person's, uh, this little child, they said he needed emergency surgery for his appendix right now. They were supposed to rush him back to uh, get him scrubbed in and, and do all the things ready. I mean, it's the, the stage that you go to get the surgery. And this little seven or eight-year-old says this. Mommy, Daddy, would you all pray for me? Would you what? My understanding is that, Mommy, Daddy, could you all pray for me? And they prayed for him. They took him back. They did the scans again. And they found nothing. We got one hand raised, about 15 amens. And I just, maybe you're not getting it. They were about to take the child and cutting procedures was going to begin. Now, maybe that wasn't your child. But since the scripture says rejoice with them to rejoice, the scripture said. So, so this child was about to go have an emergency surgery. His father and mother prayed for him. They go back, take him back again, and they don't see anything. I said, how long did he, I say, how long did they keep you after that? He says, they kicked us out. There was nothing for us to be there anymore. Come on. Come on. I said, come on. Come on. We had this message title earlier. I didn't really have a title for this message, but it was faith that does, comma, not fail. Our faith should is a doing faith. Faith is a verb. Not what? Failing. Not what? 